Hey, 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 welcome to MMA and Beyond. You're listening to episode 12. We're so happy to be here. Thank you so much. I'm Steve Maraboli. We talk about the fights, fight game, mindset, and whatever else comes up. And of course, I'm always, always honored to be here with some great minds, some great people, including Mike. Mike is in studio. Everyone That's loving right. good old MT Everyone Resig. having some fun. Everyone loving MT Resig. Of course, we're here with Ray Longo, not only a, a gym owner, but trainer some of the greatest champions UFC's ever had. Not only that, but uh, including some of the biggest upsets, including, as we've learned, sometimes when you lose, you win. Some great heart, some great things I want to talk about later that I noticed about this past week. Not only that, we're here with Tony Fight Shape Ricci, professor with the Department of Sports Sciences at Long Island University in Brooklyn, New York, and has over two decades of experience with boxers and MMA athletes. And good old Mike Rosigliano. Not only is he entertaining, but he balances two careers. Not only he's an artist, he's a writer, film producer, and also practices law and here in good old Long Island, New York. Which is how good I am at art and music. Oh, and amazing, sir. I, I know you downplay That's right, it, because I'm, I'm practicing law. Still. <laughs> but, 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 that, that's you're saying one indicates yeah, the yeah, other one right. yes, yeah, it, it, you haven't quit your day okay, job so if you see me in saying. court say how's the painting coming <laughs> mmaandbeyond.com is our website we have well over a hundred thousand listens so thank you so much folks this is a grassroots show it's all because you share it you tell other people and we're really grateful to be able to entertain you and to inspire empower inform and whatever else we do for you thank you so much for listening ray longo Man, buddy, psyched to be here. See what I'm wearing? See I what I'm wearing? I see you're I wearing the, the Reebok. Quinta jacket still because I'm still inspired. Uh, Two I, weeks later, I'm still inspired. A week later, the, 10 days later. I'm the still the conversation is still happening. It's still happening. The conversation is still happening. It should be happening. It happens to it's, it's not a huge gym, but it, it is, is a gym that is becoming synonymous not only with upsets, but with people with tremendous heart. And if anyone uh, doesn't listen, uh, Matt Sarah does a, a um, UFC Unfiltered podcast, and I listen to it every chance I get. This past show when Matt was talking about Ray Janelle in the show and the conversations that we've had here, I didn't really ever get a chance to listen to Matt talk about it. If you guys want to know why there's a family environment and why it is that you have these small group of athletes that happen to be making a headline every single time, listen to their coaches. Listen to Ray speak about and, and the time he puts into this and speak about the, the, the not only the, the physical but emotional commitment he puts into it. Also, listen to USC Unfiltered after the fight and listen to Matt Sarah explain what the experience was. Now, I, I don't get goosebumps often, but listen to the passion this dude has for his fighter was absolutely incredible and inspiring. And so going through this 10 days later and knowing that people are still Still, we had to choose some of the conversations on Twitter because people are still talking about what an impressive performance. What's the buzz at the gym? Still the same? No, still the same. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that you listened to Unfiltered. He's going to be so happy. I so happy to... that you listened. Now I have to go listen to it. But he's always got... <laughs> it was a, something... The I way that he you, said He's it. always got a grounded opinion on anything. If you want... Like, if I ever have a problem, he'll always give me, like, just a really great answer. He's a real cool dude man he really is and he's you know it's like again he's he's grounded man he's he he his insight is really really awesome on a lot of stuff not, as just, a not guy, just the fighting you know what i mean as a guy who's known for quotes i use yours actually often where you say that the octagon is the truth the ring is the truth and when i listen to matt explain the passion he felt that al was in a fight like holy shit yeah. this is a fight right you can't hide the passion you can't pretend the fervor that he was talking about and that was really inspirational and i get to hear it from you pretty often i don't often hear it i don't often get to hear that from someone else and it was really it was really uh passionate folks so folks absolutely ufc unfiltered check it out matt sarah uh, a hero to many and definitely powerful conversation after the ally Quinta thing so what do you what do you think i think we had one of one of the uh, uh questions came about Iaquinta and what 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 do you see for him next there's a buzz he's now he got moved up in rankings he's number 10 now yeah, I he's thought he was 10. number 10. What was he, number 11? He, he was 11. 11. He's, he moved up to number 10. He's top 10. What would you see from him next? I mean, look, I, I, the rankings technically, they're a gauge. That's about it. 
But uh, you give him anybody in that top five. I think that's what he's looking for now. And just give him a, a, a really tough opponent. And uh, I think, you know, we can get him back into title contention. You know, especially now that he's, uh, uh, you know, five rounds with a beast. You know what I mean? Is going to... That five rounds is probably worth 30 rounds of fighting, maybe 100. You know what I mean? Knowing that you can go to distance with a guy like that and survive when nobody else has really survived with him. And he's beating people down, exactly. made him quit. You know, He you gave know, hope re- to an entire division. I, I believe he did. But let's see what happens now for the next guy that fights Khabib. And I think Khabib's probably going to steamroll over a couple uh, of these I'm guys. With that. You know what I mean? I think, I think they Al's underrated what Al could do and how exactly. tough Al is. And I think that's where yep. they're making the mistake. I agree. Because when that guy gets a hold of you and he has, a, he has you down, let's see if they could do what Al does. Right. They might be you thinking, know? oh, you just survived the first two rounds. Right. But it's... And, they, and again, you know what? Look, hats off to Khabib because, you know, the thing is now he did do a great job with the striking. He really did. But think about how calculated it is. He wore him out for two rounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there was a time to stand up with him, it wasn't in sure. the first round. It was in the third round where he was already. He knows the guy didn't train for five rounds. So he wears him down for the first two, and then he stands up with him. You know what I mean? And that that's, uh, you know, like pretty interesting. And I think, you know, Al – you know, you know, he had his moments in there, and I, again, I think with training the properly for a five-round fight and a different, like again, it's totally different when you're wrestling to striking. This was really just going to be a striking event with him and Felder. I mean, I might have thrown in a couple of takedowns, but for the most part, it was going to be a striking thing, and it's a totally. You know, you could see he could he could have stood up for another two rounds. If right. there was no wrestling involved, where that guy wasn't going to try to take him down, I'm saying he's he's there. So what he did even after surviving those two rounds, now he has to stand up with a guy. You don't want to be down there again because the guy's top game is just relentless. You know what I mean? And, he, and he's proven it. So I think they're underestimating that guy. I think he gets on top of the next guy. Yeah, I'm going to go back yeah, to what I said last dominant. week. That, that Al Iaquinta showed what Al can do. I don't think he showed the division anything. Yeah. But we'll have to see. I, I, I wouldn't have, you know, I don't, I don't foresee hope coming out of it because we know Al. And, and Al is crafty. He is tough. He's smart. And he has the, he's a survivor in there, and he proved that. Yeah, and, and just because he went five by five is no indication that anyone else and, is going five by five. And the other thing is, who did be. better than Al? Give me a guy who did better than him. Yeah. You know, well, at this point. And he's fought some really good exactly guys. Exactly zero people. Exactly zero. So that's why, I mean, why some of these, even some of these journalists, like the fans were so supportive of Al, you know. But some of the journalists was like, well, you know, they, they look at the score. The score, even though... Uh, you know, it was a wide margin, was not indicative of the excitement and the possibility that w- could have happened in that fight. And that's probably a sad part. Well, you know, he did blow him. It was a blowout, though. It was mm-hmm. No, it really wasn't a blowout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Especially if you compare it to all the intangibles and all the things that we know that went into, you know, who trained for what on last-minute notice, what he did to other guys. It was really a tremendous fight. It but really Ray, one was. One of the things that I, I heard that I wanted to ask you about, because it— the argument didn't really hold water for me was they said, well, Khabib on the first two rounds dominated him on, on the ground and then tried out some of his stand-up and, I, and, and was working on some of his stand-up. And I, I didn't really agree with it because who's going to say, well, I'm just going to tinker with the stand-up on a championship yeah, bout, if, right? And I mean, if that I, was I, the case, his coaches wouldn't have been screaming for him to get exactly. it back to the floor. Right. Look, he had. I think what happened was he figured out he wasn't getting rid of this guy, and he's never been five rounds before. His weight cut isn't the easiest thing. And who knows? He gets tied in four or five. We know Al's a finisher. I think he played it you know, safe. He knew that Al was worried about the takedown. And you know, look... He got hit with, with jabs, couple not you know. I think it was those four or five jabs. Everybody talks about the jab, the jab. Yeah, he got hit with the jab. He didn't get hit with any really big punches, maybe an uppercut. You know what I mean? But yeah. they're building a big thing out of that. And I thought, look, again, Khabib did a great job. He really did. But he had that, you know, the ace in the hole was that this kid, you know, didn't want to be on the floor again, and that's a you know huge amount of energy to expend. And how many takedowns did he stuff? And, you know, once he started taking those jabs to the face and not really, you know, reaching for him or reacting to him, he couldn't get the takedown. Right. You know, when right. he reacted yeah. to the jab, the guy was right underneath him. So it was like kind of double-edged sword, I think. Yeah. And, 
And and Al did say the kid guy had a great jab, you know, and those up jabs are not easy to deal with. They come at a different angle. And, uh, you know, when you're not expecting that and you're expecting the takedown, it makes that a little easier to do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But, you know, I, like, again, great job. And, again, if you look at it, it's, hey, look, only time's going to tell. we got to see what Khabib's going to do the next fight. If he gets blown out, that's one thing. But I say he goes right back to what he's doing to people. And if you're not mentally sound and physically sound, that guy's going to take you down, and it's 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 huge. I mean, Al stopped a lot of things. He didn't let him scissor the legs like he normally yeah. does, or triangle legs. He did a tremendous job. Like what people are saying, what did Al do? Man, he he got out of a lot of submission attempts. Like, are you are he you kidding? He's a killer. You know, he didn't. That's why this this idea of Khabib tinkering. Yeah. I mean, Khabib doesn't tinker. Yeah, why would he want to? You know, <laughs> he's not a tinker. He made an adjustment. He yeah, made a smart I, adjustment. Yeah, he made an adjustment, but calculated. I think he made a he smart knew, adjustment, he and knew he, he was taught. You know, and and if he had hit Al with something harder than that jab, Al would have made an adjustment. Exactly, and it, and it would have been a different fight also. Exactly. And so he made an adjustment and found a neutral area that killed some yeah, time. He wasn't hitting him with combinations. It, he wasn't it, stepping in the pocket it, and doing that. If he hit know? him with something that Al would have thought ouch to, he right. would have adjusted. Exactly, he would have went I, in. I, for it and and, and and so it would have been he found a neutral area is what he did that jab kept everything up and he, and he uh he, he found that that neutral area but, but you notice like, al didn't he he'd pop him and out it, it was as as if he wasn't affected by it at all no and and he al, got al hit by some, his leg too mm-hmm. you know he picked the leg up then he you know he hit him a couple of times they didn't land perfect but he still he was always in there man he, he was really always was. in there and it's all the subtle things that anyone watching the casual fan like myself or somebody who who has a a, a deeper perspective on this the 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 fact that you thought at any moment exactly. holy shit this guy he could win yeah, yeah. shows you the subtleties of what was actually happening very rarely do you see that in these the first the 25 and 0 that Khabib was you didn't often think oh this guy's about to about to lose every moment until that that fight ended you thought that Al could win and again sometimes sometimes when you when you're losing you're winning i think personally that he would he would have had, and I think I told you this before the fight that he would gain more by losing to Khabib than he would to beating Felder, and and yeah, and, down, and, yeah. and I I really I really think that, and, and you not, see no that no disrespect not, to Felder either because Felder is tough as nails, and you would not have seen Al's heart, determination, mindset, and technique, yeah. Unless, unless by this Khabib, who's on a, on a level that's ridiculous, and I think you're right. I think he's going to continue on this level, and yeah. people are underestimating what Al was actually able to do, and and how much you f- you kind of forget this this move so fast. We've already had fights, <laughs> or fights since oh, this yeah. this move so fast that the time that Al took off, people forgot how absolutely dangerous Crazy. he was. You know, and again, I think he. You know, he got a new contract, and I think he went in. I think he saved that show, and he proves that he's gonna he's gonna fight. You know, I think he's, they gave him a new contract. Yes, awesome. So uh, they they released the 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 fight figures, the salaries, and all that stuff. He did great, and uh, you know, you can't help but cheer in that guy because he's. If you've ever spent a moment with him, just privately, he is who he is, and probably about the kindest, considerate, and and and. And he really well had to, he had to work dude. his ass he off. He worked his, his ass re- off. Like when he's, he's rehabbing those knees, he does just to watch him. He before, after sparring, you, before you the workout, after he he, he really pays attention to making sure he does all his work to keep those, you know, those knees strong, man. Which is he, he's which one is of those people that you're cheering for that that yeah. just in life in general, just yeah. uh, just a unless good guy you're an like absolute that. hater, right? There's nothing that you could say about that fight, you know. Absolutely fantastic. And he's great with the kids. He's great with the kids. Great and with the kids. Speaking of great with the kids, my badass mentor, Jenny Nadell, goes in, does it, makes it look easy, powerful, strong mindset, one of the greatest people I've ever met, Ray Longo, again, the Longo team did great this weekend. Yeah, big showing for uh, the competition team. And again, Jenny coming off you know, a knockout for the first time in her life. So to get back in there at this stage of the game and just test herself and prove Steady. that she could go back in was was unbelievable. So Steady, again, I, focused, she looked great. Yeah, she really wanted that, and that was the rubber match between those two. And, uh, man, she she wasn't going to take no for an answer. And, again, not for nothing. It's not taking anything away. She did have the flu the week before. 
you know, it was a cut couple She's of days. For a week. Yeah, she was out for like four days, but so I think that might have played with her mind a little bit. But she still went in there and pushed forward and really got a, a dominant win. She really did, and her weight looked good. She looked strong. She looked fit, and and I was I was telling a fight shape before the show. I feel like if there was one more round in that, she would have finished her completely. Yeah, yeah. She was, was uh, that third fight. round. She and was, again, yeah. I think for her to get back in there after hitting adversity for the first time in her career i think was a huge thing man and that fight even in the fight that she lost i felt like she was winning until she lost you know i know that sounds silly but i felt like she was doing really yeah, yeah. well and yeah, she, she just got caught the, by that that's shot that's the definition that you got caught yeah she got caught you know, I by think that the same shot. thing with Aldo, aljo you know what i mean it wasn't it was just man you wrong place at the wrong time zig when you should have zagged and man it's you got to be that's you know you got to be in the moment man you can't you have to focus has to be laser like and your awareness has to be flipping out at all times, man. But it, it's a lot of training that goes into it. And again, congrats to to Jenny Nadell. She champion inside and outside of the ring. Was so proud to see her get back on there and such a dominant win. Also, shout out to Paula. Good old Paula Ardino goes in there. I've seen her putting in that time at the gym, just really putting her heart in there, and she and she stuck to it. Her first fight. Takes yeah. the win and 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 deals with all the psychological stuff that comes with it in that in that battle, uh, and, and uh, I love you would know more. You were you were there in the corner, sir. Yeah, and Paula, how old is Paula now? She's she's my age. She's forty two. Forty two. Yeah. So I mean, I just based it on that. I think it was a very competitive fight, evenly matched up. But Paula, especially at forty two, is I think you know. Got that off her bucket list and went in there and had a very, very she looked, competitive fight. She looked fight, amazing. You know, so hats off to her. She, you could see she's a she's a fighter. Yeah, good. You know, and poor Paul, let's, let's let everybody know she's probably, what, 4'11"? <laughs> she's uh, little. 110 pounds. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's still tiny compared to whoever she's standing next she's to. She's little, and but her heart mindset, yeah. she's tremendous. No, and she's she, six foot. She's, she's got that, a six-foot heart. She's that picture. Yeah. You ever see that picture of a cat looking in the mirror and it sees a lion? She's... She's that. That mindset matters. Tony, you know, you could speak to this, man. Mindset mindset matters. It controls you know this better than I, Mr. Maraboli, but you know, the brain and the brain runs everything. Um, and mindset dictates physiology. I we don't know how, we don't know why yet, but we've seen it often, right? Um, the way one goes into a fight, whether or not they're completely focused too much anxiety, uh, what goes on before it, all those are variables in how someone's going to perform. The brain, you know, the brain is the, the central regulator. We, it, we, you, can have a re you can be in elite condition. Periphery can be taken care of. See, as strength coaches, that's, I, I see a lot of times that's what happens. You, you work on performance. You've taken all the things that count. You've increased local muscle endurance, systemic cardiovascular endurance. You get an athlete stronger, better footwork, quicker, more powerful. Um, and that's wonderful, okay? That's great. That's a vehicle. That's a car. Uh, but it means nothing without the driver in a vehicle, right? You have a Formula One car that does nothing without, uh, without a good driver. The brain is the driver. And I've seen, we have all seen this, have wonderful camps over and over again where individuals were, for whatever reason, uh, tank in advance, maybe emotionally, uh, epinephrine dumps, of course, norepinephrine dumps. Those hormones have short half-lives, so you get up, you get real excited, you're ready to go, but then they enter the ring somewhat fatigued. What I've learned is, as a performance coach, you are managing liability. You're an insurance broker. You're not guaranteeing everything's going to go right. You are reducing how many things can go wrong. That's really and what And I think we that's do. a really good way of looking at it because yeah. look, we know we do a we you we see it in the gym everything squared away. Exactly, right. But it's squared away for what we could square away. Exactly. And then right. there's too many variables to yeah. you know, how many times have we said this is going to be perfect and it's just not. Exactly, right. And how many yeah. times is not going to be perfect and it goes the other way because who knows? Maybe because you know it's again maybe Al even with that fight because it was just so short notice didn't even give him time to think That's about great what kind of too. task it was. Of course, you know what I mean? Exactly. You know, well, you give a Let's guy, go, right? you give a guy two months it. to think about. It, he starts looking at the highlight tapes. He starts buying into that shit. That yep, could do something. Absolutely. So who knows? I mean, but that's the beautiful thing. And I think the only thing you could do to conquer that is you just train your fucking ass off to where that training really should be harder than the fight. And then if you never get pushed past that, you're normally in good shape. You know what I mean? You don't want your first war in the ring. 
you want a couple of those gym wars, and that takes away a lot of anxiety when you when you get in there. I couldn't agree with that more. That is mocked sometimes by modern-day strength coaches uh, in the concept that you're pushing the athletes too hard, you're overtraining them, train them to improve, don't fatigue them. You know, I've never served, but the man to my left has, and I thank him for that. But the best of my knowledge, I have a feeling that Navy SEALs train uh, pretty hard and beyond the capacity of a potential endeavor that they have to undertake or mission because of exactly what Ray is saying. You, you, you have to go past is. where you can ever be. Yeah. You see in the squad, shout out to all the people who serve. Amen. You see in the squadrons, and, and it's it's uh, that, that idea you might see on a squadron wall, the, the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in war. That kind of That kind of concept, they train you for it, they train you for it. Um, it's, it's, uh, I was invited years ago to a, a, a fight camp of a boxer and I always thought it was so interesting and in how much they worked on, on defense and this, there was a lot of things that I that, that at the time my, my ignorant eyes were looking at. And I remember telling the fighter and saying, Hey, it's, it's so, uh, interesting how, uh, how you really train so much to not get hit. And he, he interrupted me he said, no, listen, this is a fight. I'm going to get hit. We're training like this so that when I get hit, not if, <laughs> when I get hit, I have the mindset and capability to react and respond accordingly. I'm going to get hit. This is exactly. this yep. is a fight, and, yep. and and to apply that to this to this idea of mindset. And you're right; it's physiological. They won't know. Academics will always argue about it, but we use it in our language. You know, say I think happy. You say I feel happy. Right. I think hungry. I feel hungry. I I think excited. No, we say I feel excited. So there's that physiological response that we can know with our posture and everything else. And if you are watching these tapes and you are having a physiological connection to overthinking that paralysis by analysis, it'll ruin. You. Absolutely, it'll yeah. absolutely. We see, we've you. seen it over. And your agreement with reality yep. defines your life. There that you is one hundred percent true. Academics will argue about it forever because they're still arguing about what consciousness is. But the reality is, your agreement with reality defines your life, and and that's as old as theology as you think. So shall you be? You you'll you'll see it reflected in your physiology. Absolutely. But do you find that you know because fighting is a, obviously a, a different game than 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 golf, right? Right, so it's not even remotely close. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about physicality. No, no, no. I, I mean, know, but you I, know, yeah. from from playing, you know, if I'm playing a lot of golf and I'm putting everything out and I have a comfort level, that concentration helps me play. But you're you're fighting. You're in the ring. It's not just I'm in great shape. It's someone punching you in the face, correct? And yeah. you having to react. And and how much is that factoring into? Your mindset, because you, if you're a fighter, you know you're getting you know you're getting punched in the face. You're not in there for the first time getting punched right. in the face. So my question is, you know, you've been training, you know what you can do. When the does the physicality of it just take over, opposed to the mindset of, I believe I can do this. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, the behavioral in, pattern takes over, and that's why. Uh, right, you drill so much. That's why you drill so much because the behavioral pattern does take over at some point, even if it's, if it's subconscious. The more those neural passages, the more those things are repetitive and behavioral, the more uh, likely you are to react that way. You're not responding at that point. Right. You're reacting. You're more likely you are to react in that way. That's why they drill so much. That's why when you do, uh, whether you're at a professional level like race training these guys or somebody like me is going to jujitsu. We spend so much time just going over the same old, same old stuff, Mike. But you know what happens? We go live, and I'm in a situation, and I react in the way that I've been posturing to react. And so I think that ha having never been in that scenario, I would think that that's what, what kicks in. Yeah, and there's something about getting hit, too. And that, that's where that saying comes in, you know. The you Tyson, know, you, yeah. No, no, or, you know, they have, you're a black belt, then you get hit in the mm -hmm. face, you're a blue belt. And I've seen so many... <laughs> really top jujitsu players that on the jujitsu competition circuit, man, they get whacked, man. They just, everything goes to shit. I mean, I remember, this is going back years ago. I think it was Mario Pitesh or whatever, but he was supposedly a phenomenal jujitsu guy. I mean, he went in the turtle position and he got hammered and he was never, 
you know, he never did anything. And this was a phenomenal jujitsu guy. So is that the Gaethje thing? Isn't he like a well, top-notch wrestler? Well, that, that's where the problem is with Gaethje. But I will get to that because we'll one of the that. guy's questions is exactly if you're his coach, what do you do? Because I don't get it at this point because the guy's tough as nails. He throws hard, but that that game plan is insane to me. And he's he's going to end provably up provably not working. Well, at this I mean, point, this these guys say at this level, right, at this level, guys are surviving, and he's just taking way too much damage. And again, if you get a guy that tough, you know what I mean, and you can get him to move his head and be technical, that becomes a different problem and implement his wrestling so that his wrestling sets up his strikes, you know, like that type of deal. Because the guy's, I mean, he's tough, but he, I would have thought after the Alvarez fight, that there was going to be some adjustments, like zero. And then you hear him talk, and he, he doesn't even want to make it. So does that make it uncoachable? You've talked about I'm going to say it makes it, yeah, because I think, you look, I like Trevor Whitman. I think he's a very technical boxing coach. And, you know, like he's got a way of doing what he does in the corner, but there's nothing to be smiling about, man. You guys going to have C He's on the fast track to CT. He's just taking way too many punches. I'm not even sure he has to. He you boastfully know I mean? takes punches. Yeah, and he, and he said after, he goes, I'm here to entertain. I got five more fights left. He wasn't even like, man, just mix in your wrestling, man. And, and I, I don't know, I think you'd be a different animal. I mean, the guy's really exciting. Was it an exciting fight? Phenomenal. Amazing. Crowd, please. I mean, and I really thought he was winning. I picked him to win. And, man, Poirier looked like he was just about to quit. And then he comes back, and nobody's punch-proof, man. That is the, the <laughs> second time in a row. And Michael Johnson hurt him bad. Yeah. So yeah. he's yeah. getting to the point where it's starting to be a repetitive pattern where I don't like, you know what I mean? And yeah, that, and you're, you're, to your point, too, though, the more you admit, the more you continue to fight in that manner, the less effective you're going to be. Without a doubt. Because, you know, that brain's loosening up more. I you don't come out better. You I don't thought out he better. was going to come out and put Poirier on his back. I really did. I, And then you could see there wasn't even no – there wasn't even a chance of that. You know what I mean? Then when you listen to him talk, and I've, I've had guys in the gym that are phenomenal wrestlers that refuse to wrestle. So I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, they were a little technically better, but they have great gas tanks, and they just – I don't know. Maybe they. Did. I don't. I don't know what it is. I've seen it though, and most of the times, I'm going to say in a certain they're uncoachable. So you. So we yeah. go into. We kind of started Lou from San Jose, yeah. and if you want to participate in our show, it's MMAandBeyond.com. Lou from San Jose says, "Okay, so you're Justin Gaethje's coach. What advice do you give him?" So after this this fight, do you sit him down and say, "Hey, man, if." If you want to continue on this road, do you say, yes, this is a crowd pleaser, but they all go home and your head's killing you for the next month? Yeah, you might be like, a crowd pleaser, but there's show money and home. win money. So you're almost, you're talking about, unless he's getting a flat fee, he's also financially That's killing right. himself yep. at this point. So, I, I like, again, I don't know if he gets a win and show bonus or show and win, whatever, or he gets a flat fee. But if he's getting a win bonus on top of that, then I don't get it. You know what I mean at all? If he's getting a flat fee... I still don't get it, but at least it's not financially hurting him. You know what I mean? But this so, is two in a row for him, right? So, I mean, again, it's, and again, it's demonstrable. Look, it and look work. what look what Trevor did with Rose. I mean, technically, she fought a great fight against a great Amazing. striker, and then so I'm I'm saying like again, I'm defending the trainers because I've been there before with guys. I know the mindset. I've seen it. I'm saying. He's taken what he's got. He probably feels like he's not going to do what he tells him anyway, so let's get the most out of what we're doing. I'm assuming that's kind of has to be the mentality because he kind of said it to him after the first round. He said, who won the first round? He goes, well, who cares? It's not going to make it to the end. You know what I mean? Like sure. something like that or, you know, you're going to end up breaking him anyway. And I think he has – I think he's seen him do it so many times on a lower level, mm -hmm. like, like the mm -hmm. World Series of Fighting. Mm -hmm. It's a – different ball game now and that's yeah. i think that's where the adjustment has to be made now is that you got to get him a little more skillful and you know he could do it because uh, he looks good when i think on the highlights he looked great hitting the mitts and but man he shows none of that like we know he whatever he does is going to be 120 percent. he <laughs> kicks hard he throws hard he but he's but he's taking punches hard that's the problem and even what alvarez did open it went to his body and Nobody's surviving that. He's surviving longer than the average guy, 
But that's going to start to dissipate fight by fight. Now, he fights another big puncher. I don't know, man. I'm just, I don't know. I think he has other options, and I'm not sure he's open to doing it based on what, what he said, but he seems like a cool dude. You know what I mean? So I wish him the best. He's definitely exciting. I'd pay to watch that guy fight any day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's got that part down. Just, I think it's going to be exciting and win, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's what, you know, a, a few adjustments, as you said, and maybe you're increasing the potential yeah. for that happening. But Dustin, too, is a really uh, Yeah, let's not, let's not take nothing away I from I love Dustin. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a great, great and athlete. And I think he said it, too. He's been down. Too. He's worked his way back Super up. Super hard worker. He's yep. a really, really, uh, you could see he's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I don't know. But he, he's... He just seems like a nice dude. He gets poked in the eye. It's it's all part of the fight. You know, yeah, he's not a complainer. You know what I mean? So he's he's very sportsmanlike. I think that's mm -hmm. what I'm looking for. He's seems to be just a great guy. And uh, you know, he got fouled by Eddie, he got fouled by this guy. I mean, what are, what are they trying to do to this poor guy? It's like deja vu all over again. I mean he got poked in the eye twice. That's yep. fucking bullshit, it really. Is, yeah. You know, that's the only part I didn't like with Gaethje. I think he started hamming up the crowd after he poked him in the eye twice. And then I think Poirier did the right thing. He poked him right back in the eye, and it was on that side that the left hook hit him. See, it's not funny when it's happening exactly, to you, but yeah. it almost is going to get to that point. You get poked in the eye, just walk across the ring, poke the guy right back in the eye. I mean, it's not really that shit sucks, man. <laughs> sure, it you does. know what it I mean. Take you out for a round and a half, two yeah, rounds, without getting and you know. go back into that with the with the the referees and the the no repercussions for that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what you're saying is just a justice because of a lack of repercussion. Yeah, well, he got he did get a point taken away, but. I just, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, yeah I know. It's almost worth the point. If you're yeah. behind in the fight, you know. Stop and I'll say stop again. Yeah, maybe Al should have poked Khabib in the eye, you know <laughs> what I mean? And then went after. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, that, they, they, I think they're doing better with that. They give you the time. They call the doctor. And they, they, I don't want to get into that. But I just think that poor Dustin Poirier really shows the resolve to really hang in there after he's been a victim of this a couple of times in a row now. Yep, yep. And yeah. I think he actually took criticism for the Alvarez thing, but he couldn't fight. It's like, it's that's the then you're the right. bad guy. It's like right. you you lend somebody money, then God forbid you ask him for the money back, you're a scumbag. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, how dare you ask me? You know, it's, it's hard, but that's almost like it. The guy got poked in the eye. He can't fight. You know, it's like Weidman. He got kneed in the head twice. His hands are on the floor. Nobody gives a shit. They're talking like nonsensical crap. The guy took two full-fledged knees to the head. He's the bad guy. Professional fighter. For stopping, yeah. <laughs> All right. Carlos um, Condit gets uh, gets submitted. And, and have we seen the last of, of Carlos Condit in the octagon? Man, I don't know. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no as well. What are you thinking, Fight Jape? Well, I don't think we've seen the last, but I think I don't know if we're going to see anything near. So you're saying maybe we've seen the best of? I do feel that. Oh, no, we've seen the best yeah, of. Yeah, but he yeah. had some pretty cool scrambles in no, there. No, no, he's still getting, you know, no doubt. And it's, Cowboy's awkward. You know, yeah, we've seen him have very success. Tough to deal very, with, yeah. yeah, I think that was it. And before he got choked, he did get up kicked in the, mm -hmm. the, the jaw. So I think that kind of put him out. And then they got in that one little scramble, and the guy latched onto his neck and. Man, he looked like he was surviving, but yeah. that was that was tight. And uh, no, he's he's a tough kid. Carl, he's a tough just, kid. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to give it one more shot, right. and uh, and we'll see what happens. But he was, you know, it was just a little quick. But I think he was in that fight. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Folks, you're listening to MMA and Beyond. You can check out MMAandBeyond.com to participate in the show. Tell us what you want to hear about. Tell us who you want to hear from. We're welcome to have guests here in our beautiful Port Washington, New York studio. And, of course, if you have any questions, contact MMAandBeyond.com. Tell people about us. We've got great reviews on iTunes. Please continue to tell people and continue to give us five-star reviews. It helps people who wouldn't otherwise know about our show. It helps them find it if they're looking at other sports shows, mindset shows, MMA shows. We'll come up as a suggestion if you're giving us five-star ratings. So thank you for, for so many people who have, and please continue to do so. If you want to contact us you can contact ray longo ray longo mma that's on instagram and twitter of course our gym's website is lawmma.com tony ricci fight shape ricci you could reach him at fight shape underscore ricci or the fight science institute you can check out his new book 
How's it going over there? Yeah, really very excited, and, and thanks to all that have purchased it. It is called Weight Cut Systematic Strategies, and it is a begin an introductory guide, if you will, for young skill coaches, performance coaches, aspiring strength coaches, to provide an overview of the weight cut process. And uh, it's I think it's been really uh, resourceful for those who have purchased it. We've got some really good reviews, and most important, that's all I care about: that we put out something that helps young coaches. And so far, so good. And it, it, you can go to my uh, Instagram, uh, fight shape under slash Richie, and, and the uh, bio in the bio there is the link to order that book. And again, thanks to all that have. It's really been going great. And Mike Rosigliano, of course, epic film producer, man. Tell us about epic. your films. You can be reached at what? M, 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 that's M, and T, M, T, Rosig, Ramon. <laughs> Say it. Empty. Empty. You got to catch him while he's drinking water. water he's going to be gone in about we're, 10 we're, seconds. We're changing your name to Reciprocity. <laughs> that's that's going to be, he's going to have to go wee-wees in a second. So Reciprocity. Can you talk to Pink for me? I got a painting. You know, there's no need to hurt people. It was it was Ellen before you got here. <laughs> I'm sure. It was well, I will no no I will oh, say yeah. this. I, no no I will say that say that I have I'm I'm very proud to say very proud to say R R Jean Marie my wife um, poor Jean Marie lovely lady lovely poor sweetheart Jean Marie uh, uh, wonderful mother wonderful person said that that Ellen DeGeneres has a uh, wildlife fund or wildlife that she's she's raising money for and and I have a exhibit coming up in May would I do a piece. It's to say with, for the Lou gorillas. from San Jose. Lou. I mean, are you kidding? Come on, Will, there's an MMA, MMA and MMA and beyond. And I said yes, and I did it. And I am proud of it. And despite that, Ray, Laura B from Sacramento. All I asked him, Tony, was how you do it. Tell me about your. I'm not. You know, you listen to Ray for like 45 minutes rambling on. Ray, he's all over the place. Lou from San Jose. Not that far beyond. Beyond. It takes like a half a second. It's not that far beyond. I say three things. It, oh my God. All right, let's go with questions. They'll go with yeah. wildlife with fund. Carlos happy to do going. a painting He's for still it. going. Happy. Carlos. Beautiful. The ED Wildlife Fund, happy to have done a painting for it. Amazing. Did two Carlos, more, and I'm, and I'm going to give it to our other, okay, one to our other producer. Nancy, We're going to Carlos Buena. Carlos Buena Stephanie from New one. Jersey. Get control of your right, I'm trying. I'm trying. Carlos Buena from New Jersey. Who wins Cormier Miocic and also... If uh, and if Weidman comes back, has he considered two oh five? Man, I, I would never bet against Stipe because I love the guy. DC is an unbelievable fighter. I think the size advantage is going to be uh, too much for for DC. Uh, so I'm going with Miocic, but I happen to know him personally, and I love him. He's a great dude, so I wouldn't bet against him, even if I thought he wasn't going to win. But he's uh, he's definitely. I mean, at this size, uh, Stipe is freaking huge, man. He's a big and, dude. And, and he's I've, proven that, that. Yeah, I've seen, yeah. look, DC at, at over 205 at heavyweight, he was phenomenal in mm -hmm. strike force. So he's not, uh, you know, he's by no means out of this fight. But this isn't, this is a guy that can wrestle, who's athletic, and who's bigger than John Jones, man. This yep. guy's this guy's big, man. Yeah. Big, he, he hits, hits hard, hard and yeah. he's he's proven that it doesn't matter if you're big and strong and going for a takedown, he it's can It's just that this is going to be a huge like you know, uh, size advantage. And how about know? the second part of the question if if uh if Weidman comes back, has he considered 205? I mean, he's considered it, you know, he never really made the total move yet, but he has considered it and we'll see what happens how everything plays out. Hopefully he heals up. Shout out to Chris Weidman. Heal up, brother. We'd love to see you back. Uh, anybody else on the on the uh, Stipe? I would go with Stipe also. Um, I don't. Stipe, I don't know either six of foot them. Five punching downhill. Yeah. He's a lot young. I love DC. Great guy. Ray makes some good points about his early days, but he, those early days were earlier days. Yeah, right. That's He's not a problem, kid anymore. Man, right. And Stipe's got a good tank. He's a competent wrestler. I say he's. I say competent only in comparison to DC. Yeah. So because DC's one of, sure. is incredible, at, but Stipe can hit. Stipe can hit, hit hard, and punching downhill from six foot five to what? F how tall is DC? Maybe five ten. Five ten. Five yeah, tops. tops. That, you yeah. know that's a lot of power coming down hard. You don't want that on yeah. your head. So I'm going Stipe. And again, his major sparring partner was Kane, who 
there's also five eleven. I mean, right, this is a huge right. size advantage. It, he's a big boy. You yep. know what I mean? So. How about Mr. Wildlife Fund? What do you think, you, brother? Do you guys even care? Not, no, no, that was your answer. <laughs> I mean, that was your answer. Do you even care? <laughs> Move on. Go ahead. It's uh, no matter. That was, don't, that don't, was don't, your answer. Ray has already hurt me yeah. for the 10th yeah. time tonight. He doesn't know who's going to win between Cormier and Miocic, but however, he does yeah. know that. In I'd this, love to see this who, got the, who picked out on, on UFC 223. <laughs> me. Yeah, you guys are the brains. Okay? Let's go. Give him some. For 223, who'd he pick? I had Rose. I think he picked Al Gore. To be I had Rose. <laughs> Michelle Obama and Ping Pong. You know, it's hurtful. <laughs> we did have someone point out the, the insight that you shared with us and you shared also on the Anik and Florian podcast. You could also hear Ray on the Anik and uh, Florian podcast uh, every week. Uh, uh, it happens a day after our uh, podcast. And he did mention in our podcast and theirs uh, about your idea about the UFC making house supplements. So thank you, Anthony W. from Twitter. That's Enlightenment43 on Twitter. Uh, and he, he points this out. And he actually got a response uh, from uh, someone named uh, Dave from Dim Space. He said, um, the Performance Institute do have an in-house supplement. It's performance-inspired, part-owned by WME, and all their products are third-party tested and certified by Trusted by Sport. So that was pretty interesting. That, that, which is good, but now the idea is... To make it mandatory. Mandatory that everybody use. You can't use anything but those. That was the whole purpose of the thing, was to control what they were using to take that off the table. So if they're third-party tested, and those are the supplements you're using, we know that they're clean, bada-bing, bada-boom, there's no more problems. I think that takes a lot of heat off of, you know, I think that takes that off the table about tainted supplements and all of that crap. Because, I mean, they are, I mean... Uh, Mike brought up that Josh Barnett is suing. Boy, su- supplements are tainted. Well, I think but Mike's point to it was when you brought it up was a was a legal one, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think it's listen. If they can get a third party to certify it, and if it was required that everyone had to use it, and everyone said I will use that, then then you don't really have a problem. You know, you're just limiting the guys to having to use right. a specific supplement. But but I don't get how that could ever be a problem. You're wearing. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, right. I don't see how that would ever be a problem. I guess other than if you're sponsored by a supplement and then you can't use them anymore and you lose the money, they may be upset about that. So similar to what they did to the clothing, with yeah. the clothing. Well, yeah, or, or that you wouldn't be able to bring anything into the ring, right? That used to used to bring the banners in. Well, that's been gone. Gone so. for a while. Well, yeah. Well, you know, and their product line is diverse. I mean, they have everything that you would want. That's the other thing, too. You just want to ensure. There's several supplements out Listen, there that... He, let me just interrupt you for... This is all based on the premise. We know that they're bullshitting. That that's the other thing. Right. We you're, know it. You you're know trying I mean? like, to catch. Yeah. The. the oh no! Right. The, the, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we're just eliminating right. another avenue because you know it's a yeah. crock of shit. But Barnett you know? won. He sued for the, the supplement for being tainted, and it came well, out no, that I many guess many of them was, are. They are yeah. tainted. Many of them are. And in the key thing with um, the performance-inspired nutrition, my point is this. There are five or six things out there, compounds, that we know are really important and work really well. And they have those. And that's the other thing that's important. It's not one supplement. We, we know beta-alanine is to be wonderful, creatine to be wonderful, essential amino acids to be potentially beneficial, whey proteins, some pre-workouts to be good. Right. So my point to that is the fighters are cheating themselves because I wholeheartedly believe if they would sit down Focus and listen to someone that has a, a pretty good grasp and on I, this. You could obtain. A great point. You could obtain forty percent. I mean this now, and you know, because I get riled up on these anti-drug raids when it comes to performance enhancement drugs and fight sports. But what you, you th- there's the potential for about th- at least thirty to forty percent. Maybe that's a bit of reach, but maybe when you use all of the supplements properly, and you consider them with the right diet. You're, you're potentially acquiring 30 to 40% of the benefit that someone might get on those drugs. So you, my point is you've got to be crazy not as a fighter to investigate the supplements. And to Ray's point, use a good company. If the UFC yeah. allows one, use them. You should be yeah. using them. But you, it and could now, be informed and, choice, and, informed and sports. And again, is this Josh Barnett's first lawsuit against a supplement company? Because he's been, he's been popped before for, for several uh, times, he, I Several think. times, yeah. 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 So, I mean, did he sue anybody back then? 
I have I have no idea. I just saw that it Next popped across the thing. I have no independent recollection. No further questions. Well, I don't know if, why the fact. Well, hold on a second. Yeah. The fact that he might have sued beforehand. All I know is this one he sued, and the they came back with a decision that it was a tainted supplement. So I don't think the fact that he sued fifty times before had any bearing on the fact that he. There was but a he was a guy that was caught abusing PEDs, though. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No. no before I thought times, he got yeah. a couple of times. Four times. Four times. Four times. Four times. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying on this one is not indicative of the fact that he hey, won this case. Legal That's jargon. All. That's all. Yeah, his law. No, no, no. I mean, what has nothing to do with the other? <laughs> Didn't you sue four times? Yes. Well, what now, happened in this a, one? I won. Now, it was it was a tainted as supplement. An attorney, That's all. Do you think all four times he probably should have sued because the supplements were tainted? It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. See, it's just, irrelevant I'm talking about court, this one. It's irrelevant in the court of law, but at this MMA and beyond, it's very relevant. Yeah. Apparently. That's a whole right? Because there's no beyond. There's, there's no patterns. beyond in MMA and beyond. That's Michael right. tries to talk about art right. or wildlife, and he gets shut down. Yeah, and Ray starts moving on to other things. It's just it's hurtful. Right now, right now, I'm the judge and jury, and this is what we're doing to solve the problem. The MMA and MMA. No beyond. No beyond. No, we Say, no, no, we could let's not, let's not go if, beyond. If you like to, let's get, we're like we, a little, we could change it to MMA bubble. and way we're beyond. We're in our little bubble. God forbid. Right and Mike, I'm, o- I'm always here to defend <laughs> okay, you. I, but wildlife is way beyond. I mean, I you know, you have Mike, how's the art? Great. I did one for Ellen. Moving on. And you know, we felt bad about the fat head, but think of how yeah, good we'd be doing right now if we just had the fat head we were talking about. We could have avoided this whole thing. Holy crap. We can go a little beyond MMAandBeyond.com if you want to participate. Uh, Laura B. from Sacramento says, what do you guys read? Any book suggestions? I'll start with you, Tony. Fight Shape Ricci, which you could, who you could reach at Fight Shape underscore Ricci on Instagram and Twitter. Well, unfortunately, I'm boring. I don't read anything that relates to fiction. Um, it's usually a scientific literature. I know that's kind of boring related to performance. However, um, of recent... Uh, anything related to uh, brain science, yes, and partly inspired by Mr. Maraboli himself. But I've been uh, looking at uh, any literature on ha- the brain's role in fatigue. And, and it's kind of boring, but it's very exciting to me. So that's really what I read. Oh, wow. Yeah, huge. And, 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 Angelo and, the, and the, role, the role that hydration plays. Absolutely. Tremendous. Yeah. Hey, brain function? Tremendous for the, for the chemical signals there you that go. are Thank happening. You. It's the chemical signals that'll, that'll sell you the story of fatigue or not, and the physiology will respond. So it's very interesting how important what you're putting in your body actually has to do with the physiological response your body's going to have. Uh, Angelo Moso, Especially original model. Especially if you're model. getting punched yes. in the face. Yeah, you got it. Central fatigue, feed forward, not feed back. Yeah. The brain can... Kind of, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the brain could read what's available in the body or not available and will limit. You can override that now. That's what people do, but there's no sense to do that in fighting. In better words, dehydration, carbohydrate depleted, electrolyte depleted, the brain knows that in advance. And it's going to limit your physical capacity to the best of its ability. It just sounds like a disaster. Right? We, right we there have you a, go. We have That's a genetic it. disposition for survival. So we are the descendants of those who survive. That's the good news. The bad news is our ancestors lived a really shitty life. Exactly. And so right. the the brain's disposition, your, your d- genetic disposition is to survive. Which in tough situations, if you if you have a predisposition to feel fatigue, which is your brain shutting down, saying nope, we gotta gather, we gotta gather, we gotta gather, uh, it could be a disaster. So to stay hydrated, to stay healthy, to keep not only mental thoughts but a good physiological condition, it will will help you reach the top of that disposition. Yeah, and I gotta Thank tell you, you, the older you get, man, if any one of those things is even slightly off, I feel it, man. Oh, That's why I a, asked yeah. you. You had you've had a really busy month yeah. as a as a coach and I, I asked you last week, like how are you I mean, maintaining you all sanity? of those things he's talking about, carbs, water, you just have to stay on top of it and really late nights, early sense. mornings, yeah. Like, yeah. And you gotta try to get the get that sleep which is, you know, critical. Like absolutely everything. Critical. Like a, you take the sleep away from me, I'm I'm basically useless yeah. at this point. Agreed. You know? Great books. How about you, Mike? Uh, I like fiction. I like history, fiction. Um, you know, uh, just uh, uh, Caleb Carr uh, had the Alienist uh, just was on mm. TV, and I had read the book a few times, so I read it again. Uh, but that's I like, I like that type of uh, 
cool. Mr. Ray Longo. I got to tell you, the only book I read is whatever. What's the name of your book, Richie? That's it. Wait, cut. Wait, cut. That's That's the book everybody better take from this podcast and read it. But uh, no, the last really book I enjoyed was Lone Survivor about those guys in Afghanistan. Was really, if you guys want to read, that is a phenomenal read. Pretty big book, but you will go right through it because it will encapsulate you right in that story, and you will. It is mind-boggling, and talk about the mind and how these guys survived and Incredible. what they went through is just, there is no physical explanation for that, I don't think. I there, mean, there really isn't, and, and the beautiful part of, of, of a book like that, and shout out again to all the brothers yeah, and sisters yeah. who serve, Amen. is that for every story like that, there's a hundreds that are untold and uh, right, that, are, right. that are And deep, I can't think are, of the guy who's, he'd be towards... Uh, if I heard his name, I would know it. But he, to listen to that guy talk is pretty inspiring too. These guys, it's it's crazy, man. That's that that book was way better than the movie, and uh, yeah, just really interesting. But if you want a good read, that that was it. That was the last one I I really enjoyed. And then any any choice, any man. performance book I I loved, The Mindful Athlete. I think by George Mumford, I thought was fantastic. He did a lot of work with Phil Jackson and. Uh, you know who coaches coached Michael Jordan and the Bulls and mm-hmm. uh, I you know, those things are crazy too because I, he, he Jackson seemed to be the only guy to blend in like mindfulness with with athletics at this point anyway that I know of but and to take a guy like Michael Jordan who's such a dominant individual and kind of make him a team player you know there's he, he I think it was him who wrote the book Sacred Hoops was another good one that how they you know kind of got Jackson to, uh, you know, go in and uh, Michael Jordan, I'm sorry, and uh, become more of a team player. So uh, that type of stuff. Yeah, change the story, man. You got to change the narrative for somebody to get them to fit into that. But I mean, he did a great job and obviously he was surrounded by good people, but it's how they changed everything up. And that's another good book, though. So there's some good stuff. Laura, for me, I read, uh, I'll read as many bathroom type readers as possible. I love short uh, information, love history. I'm a huge nerd about anything science and anything history. If it's something inspirational, I might pick up Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Here you have a emperor who's taken over the entire world and has reflections, really the birth of Stoicism. I like that kind of stuff. But uh, for me, Laura, with all of these books and anything that you read that inspires, empowers, and informs, it's uh, it's kind of like when we were talking about your book, uh, Tony. It's a uh, it's it's not a specific guide for any particular person, but but you're you're going to be better off with it than the person who's not. I, know, I, I it, hope so. And, yeah, and, and you know, and, yeah. and it, yep. it's kind of that stuff that th- there isn't a, a magic pill for anything as far as books goes, as far as information goes. But what there is is things that will push you in that direction, get you going in the positive direction, where you can refine and improve it, make it adjusted to yourself. With, with someone's endless information. So, Laura, whatever it is that you're reading, let it find you inspired, empowered, and uh, informed. And thanks so much for, for writing into the show. And also, shout out to people who... Uh, I didn't get them all, but I, I got as many as I could. Uh, shout out to someone like, like Pete... Uh, is it Petey Pasquarte? Pasquarte, Michael Gaffney... Uh, Anthony W., thank you so much for your for your input. Thank you for shouting out Ally Aquinta and, and, and his heart of gold also, uh, this podcast, and Matt Sarah's podcast, UFC Unfiltered. Michael, thank you so much for writing. Al is a true warrior, trained for three, went for five. Uh, we really do uh, appreciate it so much. Let's do another feedback. This one comes from Jason Radabaugh. On Twitter, he says, as MMA changes style and evolves, do you see MMA gyms doing the same, like one-stop shops for health, fitness, fight training, and mind training in one place? I'll start with you, Mr. Ray Long. Man, that would be nice. You know, it would I be think, nice. It's uh, kind of, kind of, what kind of like, it, like yeah, that like as not, it is. Not Just not officially. With, yeah, it's not set up like that, but you know. But uh, you have those available to yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, we have you floating around if we need uh, you know, mind training. Uh, you know, obviously Tony with the strength and conditioning, uh, there's a million other people. I mean, I think it's like that, but not like I, I, I think what he's referring to is like a 20,000. It's official in this, this right. office. Essentially, right. yeah, he's referring to which the UFC, is, which what would UFCPI did. Exactly. I, mean, I think that's it's all there, doing, which I think is a great idea. I don't know if the money's there to substantiate it, but, right. uh, I, that's where it becomes a, a problem because, 
you know, everybody wants to make money, but, you know, you got to remember, for the UFC, they could subsidize that exactly, everything exactly. else, so it becomes easy for them. But I think that's what he's talking about. It would be nice to see. It would be great to have. We kind of do it like we do everything getting, else. I, I think roots, we're getting you know? more and more. landed that I, way. I think we that's it. However, I think that we, we're getting more and more comprehensive with that, uh, you know, at, at law. We're, we're building yeah, all those so. different yeah. tools. Our lab is coming, I assure you, and buying a, a host of equipment. Awesome. We're going to get there, testing equipment. And you have a lot of space on the walls, right? that you could probably put stuff up that people could use, right? Yeah. Right? Well, upstairs, for sure. Of, so what are you talking Ray, about? I call Wait, Ray. like your art? A no, <laughs> not even my art. I should, though. I feel like you right? have a little culture like in there. Art. But I'm saying, I, said, I called Ray up. I said, you, you know, know the, the pegboards? This isn't even a joke. The, this, this is, is, is God's honest truth. No, I call them up. Do you remember the pegs that you in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pegboards. I said, why don't we get one of the pegboards, put it on the... And he said, well, we will really, you know... I said, what do you mean? No, no, no. If I see a pegboard I'll, and I pick it up, we put it on the wall. So and he, he said no. Up just out of the blue to see if I want a pegboard. You know what's running through my mind? What's what? this going to cost? Right. 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 That's yeah. always that's what runs through okay. my mind. I, mean, I like, thought, you like know, with the guys that grip, they grab. The grip and grab. He, listen, he finagled. Listen, this is the bottom line. He finagled a pegboard out of something. No, I did not. It was just a cotton. Oh, who, I, let's who put donated, it that way. Tony Ricci, who donated a who donated okay. a who donated a no boxing one. ring to your friend? You did, of course. You're very I did. good. You know and who was that friend? Yeah, Grazios, the guy right. that always yeah. sticks up. That's right. I <laughs> think he Blake should be Cole, sticking up for me. I gave him a boxing good. ring. He was very good. You I know what he gave me the, the tax form to take it as a I, that's I a deduction. Get Fifty dollars I would have got on that. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you, Tony Ricci, for supporting <laughs> yeah. me and my. If pegboard. you got a pegboard, bring it in tomorrow. I'll put it up. Okay. It's a good piece. All right, there you go. See, yeah, yeah, I'll put and it up. Remember, wheeling and dealing. Just remember that. You know, one thing. Sign here and here. I would say about a facility such as that is, just quickly. You need somebody like Ray, who's run, who's the, the captain of the team, to make sure that those resources are used. Because I'm gonna, we have been, a lot of these kids will run right by that. You, you need yeah. evolved fighters you, you, and you need yes, guidance. Yes, and you need somebody to say, here's what's available, here's what, right. make sure you're taking care of this. These guys, make, basically, they're, they're, you know, it's not, this is why we talk about the coffee shop. Exactly. They're, a lot That's of my point. really are not going to listen. They're, <laughs> they're going to run all over the place. And, and I think, and, and Jason, in response to your question also, I think that, uh, that you, I, it's easier for a, an organization like the UFC to do something like that. The gyms aren't really logistically set up that way. And while while you might have a gym uh, with some UFC fighters, it, most of the people in the gym are not. Most of the people in the gym are not making a, a, a fortune fighting. That's so it's, it's, it's yeah. just running and operating like a gym. So you, as far as having it full-time like that, I wouldn't personally see how a, a gym can logistically run in, in the plus like that. Uh, I personally, for me, I admire anyone who runs a gym in the mm. plus at all right. because those spaces are huge. You have to maintain competitive pricing and then to add other professionals but in I, there. But I think, uh, Steve, let me interrupt. The way to do it would be to have, you know, if you had like uh, – 20,000 square feet, you sublet out to a chiropractor. Right, you that would be You sublet out to a mind guy. You so, And they run their businesses out of there outside of the outside gym. Outside of just, it just becomes a one, you know, it's... it's that a, would be a way to yeah, do that, it. Yeah, that would be the way that to do it. That would be a way to that, do it. Because that's the only way I see it happening because mm -hmm. everybody has to make money, even the PT guys. You know, we have some guys that do a lot of work for us, you know, gratis that they're, they're, they're phenomenal. They're man, up, you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. So. You have uh, some great people in, in in that gym, and also shout out to uh, Dr. Sherry, who, who yeah, yeah, we got to get her on here. Too. She's great amazing and always Brilliant always voice. great yeah. to see and always Wonderful great to talk to. Absolutely. Every time I, I see her, I can't talk to her enough, and she's always trying to work out, and I'm chewing her ear off. And but uh, shout out to Dr. Yeah, I mean, Sherry, to really to have you know to have her around too, uh, even incredible to, professional. If somebody gets hurt, or it's it's crazy. So. A lot of people at the top of their game at that gym, so yeah. it, it's a it's a great family environment. And I, I want to talk before we go. I just want to uh, cover. We got uh, fights this weekend. You're almost done. Oh man, you're almost done. Fights this weekend. We got uh, Barboza, Kevin Lee, Frankie Edgar, Cub Swanson. Uh, we have uh, uh, David Branch, who I see at Henzo's all the time. He's fighting Diego yeah, Santos. You like Branch, right? He's, He's a, a cool he, dude, man. He's I, awesome. It couldn't be a nicer guy. <laughs> An, another guy who's just. He'll never you'll you would never know. It's kind of like the, that uh, Dylan at the gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a dude who's good. He's great at what he does, and they'll talk to you as if you know, as if they don't 
they don't have a million things on their mind. This guy, now that I see that David Branch is fighting this weekend, yeah. and I see how much time he actually sits and takes and talks to you, I can't, I can't believe what a great guy this guy is. So, cheers to him. And of course, our buddy Al Jermaine Sterling is uh, is back Al in Joe. there, as well as Marab. Speaking of really nice guy, Marab as well, and Al Jermaine, dedicated, focused, great guy inside and outside of the ring, and. And waiting, if he flashes what, what you see in the gym, oh, uh, who can beat this guy? It. Incredible. Yeah, listen, I just left Aljo and Marab for the final touches, did some mitt work and some training. Both guys are great. Also, off this list is Suzaki, the Japanese guy that we've been training for the last oh, couple God. of months. Another yeah, guy. Another great, super nice. Great energy. What a cool dude. Always this smiling. Guy. Yeah, Always like, smiling with his I don't understand mouthpiece. one word he says, but I like when he's laughing <laughs> and he's bowing. He does a lot of bowing. Well, you know, but, and, uh, uh, yeah, but what a great guy. Never takes his mouthpiece out, by No, always, always smiling, smiling with, the mouthpiece. with that mouthpiece. Yeah. <laughs> but he is, a, he is just fun to be around, and we got some great guys. Great man. kid. I think he's that, worked that's hard. It's been really point. fun. He's yeah. doing it because he really likes the guys, and he's not going to go out of his way unless you know there's a, a connection there and he, these are just good dudes even marab what a nice guy came to he the is. fights the other night even the ultimate worker too man. Week, yeah and he, he was there smiling, smiling taking pictures with everyone who wanted a picture and, oh i'm glad he was taking pictures he I mean, was so happy yeah, he's just i saw a, a bunch dude. of i was sitting right next awesome. to him a bunch of people I'm came really up looking for pictures he was happy, so happy, happy to do to that. that you know these guys and how much time they put in and and uh they they finally get there and that's tremendous. Just real, real quick, too. We left out a couple of people, but uh, Charlie Campbell had a great win over Reginald Carter. Charlie, I mean, Charlie is. is uh, he's, he's I mean, it's like kid. the second time we're going to recommend anger management to Charlie. He <laughs> didn't listen king. to us the first time, but uh, Definitely Charlie really needs to get some help. Missing I mean, a few was, dots on his dice, but I say that from a complimentary. Killed, but at least if he kills somebody, he'll be under the guise <laughs> of an athletic commission. Absolutely, so. that's but hard, man. But Charlie's looking good, and Damian Nelson had a really hard four fight against. Uh, uh, Robin Vericchio, Vericchio, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but a little too much ham in it up, and, you know, so I think he Not on that, Damien's behalf. I think well, he left, No, on Robert's behalf. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why he was uh, I think maybe maybe to trying it. to sway the judges a little I bit. Guess, I think I, Damien was a little tougher than he thought he would yeah, be or may, something. Maybe something like that. I feel like, like that, it was showman for that. He was very upset, I heard, after the fight, but... Uh, you know, whatever. I, I just didn't get why the showboating because uh, I didn't like it, it, and I don't think that he was in that position. I yeah. think Damien was tough. He was hitting him hard, and, and yeah, uh, Damien definitely yeah. came back in that second round, and then the third <sighs> round, and hard. And Charlie oh. just hits like a truck. Oh, Charlie's yeah, Charlie, we got to worry about. Him. <laughs> Charlie, you better sit him down quick. Yeah, good kid. I just <laughs> get it. Like a truck, he crosses the street by himself. I get nervous. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a good Charlie, example. It means I love you. I, I Charlie, love you, Charlie. I'll give you a good Charlie story. So. There's a kid who I love, Austin uh, Halleck in Good the gym. Kid, yeah. A great kid. 17, he took his Young first kid, yep. he's, he's a talented guy. She sure is. Went to school with Charlie. So Austin's sister wanted to leave. Well, he's younger than Charlie, but they <laughs> yeah. went to the same high school. Austin's sister wanted to leave. So Charlie goes, don't worry about it. I'll give you a ride home. So he tells his sister to leave, and Charlie was taking the train home. It was he forgot he <laughs> didn't have a car with him. So <laughs> there's just to sum him up in a nutshell. So poor Austin thinks he's getting a ride home. He's on the L train to nowhere. <laughs> From that place. From that place. From that yeah, place. Yeah, right. So uh, Damien saved the day. He gave them both a ride home, and they lived close to five minutes from each other, so that worked out good. <laughs> that works so out. Charlie, congratulations. Another, man, he's, he's on and a And he roll. looked really impressive, hey, man. The, kid, the kid's got potential, man. He's, he can hit. He can kick. He you know, he works the ground game. Yeah. He's, he's, he's Let's a just fighter. keep an eye on it. We don't want him because uh, there was rumor he was going to tattoo Charles Manson across his forearm. <laughs> we got to really stay, <laughs> stay on top of this Yeah, guy. let's not do that. Yeah. That's professional advice. Don't do that. Yeah. And so shout out to Aljo. Shout out to uh, Marab. Shout out to Suzaki. And, oh, and, uh, love those guys. For a great weekend in Atlantic City, UFC Fight Night, April 21st. What's up, brother? I just want to add a shout out to another good friend of Long Island. No, he's oh, from yeah, yeah, Ryan LaFleur. He's a good yeah, friend horrible. of ours. Mr. Ryan LaFleur will be fighting on that card, too. He is. Yes, he is. Oh, awesome. He's a great friend of, uh, forgetting about that, but of all of us. And I'll tell and, you, he's been... Really gracious enough to let Marab and Aljo go down there and train. They got some great yeah, training down there. They got there, good so, work with them. It was great. Know, man. Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan's one of the nicer guys yep. in the sport, really is. They got a, a bunch of good Long Island guys, a bunch of good Long Island gyms. And, and, Absolutely, and, man. And, and everyone uh, shares, and, and they have that, that, that Long Island or 
as some would say, strong island pride, and yep. and and I, well, I well, like. What was great too is that the Coliseum card. Everybody was running the hills together. And exactly from like three different gyms. That's right. Coming down, which was great. I thought it was mean? awesome. So. Yep, that was incredibly memorable, and I know that that. I know that people will say it's because I'm I'm from here, but having Chris win there and having been to I can't tell you how many Islander games since I was a kid, and hearing that place pop yeah, as if the, the Islanders were winning in overtime no, in, in a in a Stanley Cup, that. they said bigger than that. It was it was just tremendous. It was such a loud pop, and and again. Uh, maybe there's an emotional connection when you've seen the guy work really, really hard to get there and do that. And uh, uh, shout out to all the Long Island yeah, fighters. Yeah. No, we had, a lot went right. Did we that miss night. anybody else? Because no, now, I'm now we're good. No, we, we did good. We, we even anybody. covered wildlife. So I think that yeah. well, that's the, the beyond. The, <laughs> Remember, it's MMA and beyond. I think I once saw a yellow belly sapsucker, but I'm not really sure. But can, we, can we check with I'll Ellen on that? Listeners. If she, can you paint I'm the trying, yellow belly sapsucker? I'm trying, guys. It is not easy. Alright, folks. You're listening to MMA and Beyond. Check out MMAandBeyond.com to participate. Please tell everybody about this show. You can reach Ray Longo at Ray Longo MMA. That's Ray Longo MMA. That's an Instagram and Twitter. You can reach LawMMA.com to find out about the gym. Fight Shape underscore Ricci for Tony Ricci. MT Risig for Mike Risigliano. Uh, Fight Science Institute also for me. I'm uh, Steve Maraboli. SteveMaraboli.com. MMAandBeyond.com. Folks, thanks again so much. We'll talk to you next time.